listeners, welcome to our next episode of School Improved. Today we're going to be talking about implementation science, which is a topic near and dear to my heart. Um, Because I truly believe if we apply the science of implementation to our projects and initiatives, um, then we can see the benefit and outcomes that result with um, when we have lasting change. And so really when we talk about lasting change, what we mean is that we're implementing something that benefits our students and that's going to improve our outcomes for students. And that's really what we want in education and what we strive for every day. So um, with me on today's interview, I have Dr. Angela Preston, um, and she joined uh, the State Department of Ed here in North Carolina not too long ago, and um, I've had the joy of working with her, um, and she is such an asset to the work that we do, um, not only in regards to implementation science, but just in the field of literacy and early literacy. Um, Everyone I talk to just sings her praises, and so very fortunate that she's here to chat with us. Every time I have a conversation with her about implementation science, I learn something or just I get to hear her perspective, um, which is always really interesting to hear um, someone who's very knowledgeable about something and their perspective on it. Um, And so I hope you guys enjoy our chat today. Um, And lastly, just want to let you know, we referenced some resources um, that have been developed by NERN and the National Implementation Research Network. And so I'll go ahead and post the link to those resources in the show notes. Thanks so much and enjoy. All right. So today we're here with Dr. Angela Preston, um, and she is, in my mind, one of the experts I know on implementation science. And so we're going to chat with her and talk a little bit about how implementation science can be used to support um, initiatives just like MTSS and rolling that out. Um, so I'll just take a minute to have Angela introduce herself and kind of share her journey of, of where she's been and, and where she is now. Thank you, Alicia. It's I'm so grateful to be on this and to be able to talk with you about one of my passions for implementation science and how we can better use it in education. My name is Angela Preston and I am a special educator by heart. I, my original degree is in special education, and uh, then I have a master's and PhD, both in in special ed as well. Um, I taught in North Carolina public schools for a while. From there, I went back to school, and um, after I graduated with my dissertation, I was hired by the National Implementation Research Network, which is at the UNC Chapel Hill. It's part of the Frank Program Child Development Institute. And is part of NERN. I worked specifically um, on the CISEP grant, which what is the State Implementation and Scaling Up of Evidence-Based Practices grant. Uh, we really helped support states as they were implementing educational initiatives from the state all the way to the classroom. And so it was a lot of work with different teams and different departments across the country um, in helping them with um, implementing evidence-based practices for students. And from there, I went to Reed Charlotte, where I worked on a grant supporting more locally implementing uh, best practices in literacy across the community to help support students in CMS. And then I came here to DPI. And so I was really excited to be able to take everything that I've learned um, in my journey so far to help support 
our districts in this in the southwest region, which is where I'm uh, mainly focused, and really help us figure out how do we best support our teachers as they're shifting practices to align with the science of reading. That also is really aligned with MTSS practices because we know MTSS is not separate from instruction. Literacy is not a separate piece. It's all together. It's all around um, changing the framework for education. And so really thinking about how do they come together, teaching science. So it includes things like teams and using data, um, acquiring and using support, uh, professional development and supporting teachers, their learning and their knowledge. But more than that, really, how are they then changing practices in the classroom through coaching and through feedback and through those conversations that we're having with teachers? Um, implementation science really puts an emphasis on leadership and giving leaders the chance to set up their, their, uh, their school or their department for this change and how are they going to support their staff or their teachers to make this change that becomes long lasting. So implementation science is a huge body of research, but you can go more specifically into those pieces that help bring about that change for students so that they're able to benefit from these practices. Yeah, I think that's great. I love the idea of really just like I think and it's like basic is the how like it really helps you think through here's this evidence-based practice and it's really the planning and thinking through how that's going to happen and then how we're going to support it and sustain it uh, moving forward. Um, and so with that, I mean, how we describe it sounds very basic, but for those who kind of dig into that body of research and know there's a lot that goes into applying implementation science to an initiative. Um, and so some folks may look at it and be like, that's way too much. I don't want to get into it. Um, but if you would maybe talk about what is the benefit of using implementation science to roll out like large initiatives such as MTSS versus not using implementation science? Yeah, I think the benefit is the lasting change. And that's, that's the main reason we're going to do something is that we know something needs to change in practice. And if we're talking about MTSS and we're really focusing on something large like MTSS that has so many different pieces, it's not just that we're asking teachers to start teaching a certain way, but we're also asking teams to use data and to problem solve through or to identify what are the next standard treatment protocol steps for our students and how do we really wrap our minds around all of that information. When we think about implementation science, by using practices and slowing down and actually planning things out and thinking ahead, and having our teams together have these conversations where we're focused on data, where we're using the data to make decisions, that really is where the change doesn't just happen once and then kind of fall back into previous patterns. That's where we really can kind of wrap our arms around what we're trying to do so that it becomes the way of work. It becomes what we wanna do long-term and it stays. And so, you know, thinking through when we don't have those pieces, we miss simple things like communication. Having a teacher being able to say, hey, I couldn't do this because the time that I was planning to have my uh, intervention group with so-and-so, they're going to be in uh, pulled out for something else. And so having those little tiny pieces of communication that are coming up, you're, as leaders, able to work through those barriers, and then you're able to kind of keep those things uh, maintaining. 
Yeah, I often think, I mean, and especially for me, I think about implementation science is often a lot of pre-work before you actually go into implement the initial implementation phase. And I think the value in taking time to go slow during that phase is that then when you get to an initial implementation, you have those structures built in where you are getting feedback. You can refine your system or your initiative um, and it's worth it because at the end of the day, then just like you said, you have something that kind of sticks versus, well, that didn't work. Let's move on to the next thing. And I, I hear that often in education is like, well, we'll just wait it out because this will something new will come. And I think often that's because of poor implementation versus a poor practice. Absolutely. And that kind of has been the way things have gone in education for so long. It's that we get the next new thing and, oh, we're going to try this for a while and then it doesn't really stick and we try something else and that doesn't really stick. And when you stop and actually think, okay, first we need to to do some exploration to figure out what is it that we're wanting to do? What are we wanting to change? Um, and then setting up those plans for how we're going to make that change. That's where we get these bigger initiatives where we're not just focusing on little small practices. We're actually doing big, deep change is through those long lasting uh, practices. Yeah. Um, and so now maybe potentially we've sold some folks on the benefits of implementation science and using it. Um, so for folks who are maybe thinking about adopting a new practice or initiative, like what's your recommendation where folks could start if they want to kind of apply implementation science to that implementation? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that's a common question most people come up with to say, like, well, where do we even start? And my first suggestion is to always start with a team. Um, you could win the lottery and not come back tomorrow and whatever you learned and wanted to change goes with you, right? So we want to think about who are we working together with and how are we focused on one issue? And the next part is to identify the need. What is it that you need to change? Do you have data to support that there's a need in the first place? It needs to be more than just something that someone is interested in. If you're wanting to do big change across a district or across a school, there's there needs to be some actual need. What is the why? And then are you matching your practice to that need? Um, you know, we can read about or hear about some new practice, but if that's not actually been shown to be effective in changing the issue that you're you're concerned about, whether it's math or literacy, um, for that specific population, then all the work that you've done really might not produce the results you're looking for. So starting with the team, identifying your need, matching the practice to that need, and then really diving into the support. And so you mentioned earlier the stages of implementation and how we can do exploration and then we have installation. And so really, if you have done your exploration and you've identified the need and you have your practice in mind, in installation, you're planning out, how are we going to support this to happen? We know teachers need more than just a training. We can't do this train on Friday. Okay, you've got the weekend to figure it out and start Monday. You know, we know that. We know that's not effective for teachers. I was there. I was that teacher who you know, couldn't remember why I was supposed to do something. And it, the book ended up sitting on my shelf for a very long time before I got around to using it again. And, you know, what is what is professional learning? What does that mean in, in my district or in my school? So how am I supporting my teachers to be able to use those practices? 
And then where's the coaching support? We really want to think about how are we supporting teachers to shift practice um, and where observations no longer feel like evaluative and we're really shifting that idea from observations from being a gotcha to support you. How do I help support you to make those changes and to really um, do what we know is best for kids? Because at the heart of it, your teachers want what's best for their kids, too. And so it's really coming around together and being able to put those in place. So, um, you know, if you're thinking about where to start, it's really uh, the team, the need, matching your practice to need. And then how are you going to support your teachers to be able to make those changes? And I really love that idea. I hadn't heard that before. I've like, I, I've always heard, let's move away from being evaluative, but I love that idea of support you. You know, so how do we change that culture of like, we're not here to catch you doing something wrong, but we're here to identify where we can help you further. Absolutely. And we, we can say that and you can tell teachers that, but where the change actually comes from is when it happens. When the teacher does not see those observations in their evaluation meeting with the principal and those observations are not part of it when those observations are just between the teacher and the coach and they really are and led by the teacher what did you want to start focusing on what areas did you see that you could you could change um, and you'll see that shift in mindset really starts to happen when our practice of what we're doing is aligned with what we're saying too gotcha perfect and so i think for those, um, you know, we've talked about the stages of implementation and ideally we want to start with exploration. So just like you said, we've kind of identified this need and then we're searching for what's going to be the thing that's going to address that need. So, you know, where that's kind of that exploration stage of, of, of figuring it out. But then sometimes I will say implementers find themselves in the middle of it already. Um, so, you know, I've heard often like um, we're building the boat as we're sailing it or we're flying, we're building the plane as we're flying it. And so if folks find themselves in that position where they're building the boat as they're sailing it, um, can, Im can implementation science still be applied to kind of like right the ship or get them going in the right direction? Absolutely. I, I think most often the ship is, is already built and you're already on it and you're, in a, you're on a course. And so you're, you're now starting to shift course. Um, and I was thinking about the, if you imagine a ship at port going in one direction and when they start taking off the farther away from the point where they started the more they're going to have to shift if they need to change course so the sooner you realize that things need to change and you can start making those shifts the less change is going to have to happen and so if we wait too long then it really feels like sometimes even an abrupt stop and then we have to regroup and kind of completely shift so to think about where you are what you have um, control over in your area, whether you're a principal, whether you're a district leader, what can you control and how can you start making some of those small shifts? So if we know we need to start thinking about our literacy practices in core for MTSS, what are some small things I can start doing? Well, I can look at what we're currently, what, what, um, what resources do we currently have? So I can start at looking at our resources and I can start making sure that they're aligned with science of reading or with what we know are best practices in literacy and taking away ones that I know are not. So now I'm lessening the load for my teachers. They're not expected to do as many things and I can start shifting piece by piece versus having to abruptly stop and restart again.
Yeah, I think one of my lessons learned as when I was in a district and, you know, we had started um, implementing or we wanted to go district wide with a, a, a big practice. And um, they said, oh, Alicia, you know a lot about implementation science. Can you come in? And I was like, well, we are already in in the throes of things. But it was really helpful to just to come in and say, all right, let's put some structure to this. Let's take some of the resources that are available through NERN and kind of walk through some of those. And it was really helpful to identify maybe some of the things that the steps or the the um, things that we should have addressed in that like installation phase. Um, although we were in it in initial implementation, we were able to kind of go back and say, oh, we didn't, you know, build this communication plan or we haven't done this piece. And we we're able to kind of go back and kind of refine the process. Um, and so it was really helpful to know what, just because we didn't start an exploration, which is ideal, like there's still the ability to apply some of this and really refine and, and improve our practice as we go along. Uh, and that and that is why the stages are fluid. It's not like you just start an exploration every time and you move into next stage each time. So, you know, if you even look at the visuals that they have for the stages in NERN, there's arrows going through them. It's, you know, there's a video that shows going in and out of the stages because Sometimes we can even have already gone through the stage and realize, oh, you know what? We need to go back into installation and redo this plan because even though we've created it the first time, we need to make some changes based on our improvement cycles and what we're seeing is working and not working and make some adjustments. And the same thing is if it's already moving and um, NERN has great tools like the stages of implementation, where are we now tool is excellent. It's got a little flow chart you can kind of walk through to see um, what have you done? What have you not done? And then you can look at those uh, practices that you haven't done and go back and actually work those out and add them to what you're doing to help kind of shift that ship a little more <laughs> going in the right direction. Great. And and so I think you're just touching on my last question that I have is, is really if our listeners want to learn more about implementation science or kind of build their capacity to apply this to the work that they're doing, where can they go? Like what resources are out there that folks can learn about implementation science or even, you know, you you reference the stages tool. Like where can they find things like that to kind of apply to the work that they're doing? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, the experts at NERN and CISEP and they're uh, the leading experts in implementation science. They are my uh, who taught me everything I know. Uh, so I give them all credit to this. Um, but they have created what's called an active implementation hub. And so the AI hub is a great place where you can find modules on each of the active implementation frameworks. And so the frameworks were designed through CISEP um, and they include things like the implementation stages, implementation teams, implementation drivers, um, evidence-based practices and um, improvement cycles. And so there's a module for each one of those five, plus I think a module on fidelity and leadership now. Um, they have all kinds of tools that you can use that align to each of the frameworks so that you can then, if you are interested in, in developing a coaching system, there's a whole coaching system service delivery plan that you can pull out and use and write right into it to kind of help develop your plan. Um, and it's all based through the work that they've done at NERN and CISEP. And so a lot of the, all of the tools, they get redone. So they'll do them, they'll put them out, they'll use them with the community or across the country, and then they'll take feedback and make updates to the tools based on how things are going. So they're just constantly in that improvement cycle 
uh, with their own work as well. So they have great resources there. Yeah, and the majority of those resources also are free. Yeah, it's funded through an OSEP grant, so it's all intended to be used and free. Um, And they've, a lot of them, if they're a PDF, it's an editable PDF with the intent that a district, a school, um, a state would go and access these tools and then use them with their own teams. Perfect. Well, um, I will just, those were kind of all my questions, but just wanted to open it up. to see if there's anything else you wanted to add or plug in regards to implementation science before we wrap up. Uh, I think the last, the, the one point I really would love to share is just, you know, we, at the heart of it, we want our students to benefit from what we know are best practices that have been researched and we know are effective. Um, and we can continue to try to get those practices in the classroom or we can slow down and really look out the specific need that we have, the specific practices that we want to use, and then plan and provide that support to make that happen. So I think, you know, a lot of what they say at SysEP is you go slow to go fast. And we got to keep that in mind. You know, implementation science is such a big piece of the work, but we really need to be thoughtful and and be okay with, with taking a little longer to get to that point. Because once we're there, it takes off and it and it stays and you know the kids benefit great thank you so much i think that's a great uh ending point for sure so i appreciate your time today and uh thanks so much yeah thank you alicia